Welcome to the Amy Egan Podcast, where each week, Lindenwood University head women's basketball coach Amy Egan talks women's basketball and much, much more. We'll talk about past games, future games, players on her team, the Ohio Valley Conference, the NCAA academics, and much, much more. Amy, this week it was pink day on Saturday. My eyes hurt after I left the Highland Gym on Saturday. A, a fascinating, long double overtime win on Thursday. And four regular season games left in your first D1 season at Lindawood. I want to make sure we talk about that a little bit. Uh, but I saw the, as I walked into Highland last Saturday, I saw the mobile Mercy Mammogram van outside Highland. And as I teased a minute ago, there was a lot of pink on the floor. And, and Amy, you know, insult, but you might have been the pinkest of all on the floor on, on Saturday. Talk about your approach as a coach to women's issues like breast health and other things like that. Well, I mean, I, you know, I think obviously being a female that it's really, really important, uh, not only to me, but to the young women and educating them as early as we can in their life uh, about getting checked and uh, the importance of uh, early detection and, you know, all those kind of things that can help them um, if they find any issues or see or see any issues uh, with it. So I think it's really important. I think it's a day that we're able to do that. Uh, but also a day that we're able to honor and sometimes remember uh, people that have gone through breast cancer uh, and sometimes other forms of cancer that we have uh, had in our life um, that, um, you know, I just think it gives us a, a, the ability to, to thank them and, and to relook at everything that the impact they had on our life um, and uh, celebrate them, really. A couple of players I want to talk about. And as we go through our podcast during the season, we've talked about most of all, if not all players, and if not, we'll try and get to them all. But Kalia Sane, I know she had some, some court time this week. She impresses me with her quick release. Talk about Kalia's opportunities here in the next three years at Lindenwood. You know, Kalia's a freshman, um, and she was signed here before uh, we came, but I actually know uh, her AU coach and had seen her play prior to, to coming here. Um, she, I think Kalia, you know, and, and I think this is for a lot of our kids because we're so young and we tell them a lot, like she has the potential to be as good as she chooses to, to be. Uh, and some of the reasons I say that is, you know, she has the body, she has the, the athleticism, uh, she's really high IQ kid. Uh, and so I think, you know, with those things as coachable as she chooses to be as, as Hardworking as she chooses to be will determine, you know, how how much potential she has in our program. But um, I definitely think she has a lot of the base things that you look at that could could make for a great player. And a couple weeks ago, we talked about Justice Odom and her her growth in the first year in the program. And I think I shared some observations that I had. But I got to be honest, when I watch Michaela Cunningham now, and when I think about her start back in November. In my mind, Amy, there's not a more a more advanced player than Michaela over the last four or five months. I can't tell you how many times in a game, like the other day, she flew out of nowhere and got something. <laughs> and I'm just like, holy freaking cow. Uh, I mean, she's so explosive. I, I don't think she even, I think she's kind of starting to see some of the things she's capable of doing uh, with her athleticism and her speed. But her explosiveness is um, probably one of the best I've seen in this league, uh, yeah. in all honesty. Uh, and again, another kid that I think, you know, has the ability to be as, as good as she wants to be, you know, and, and both those kids will have conversations with them 
after season and really talk about like, hey, this is where, you know, this is what your summer needs to look like. This is where you need to take your game. This is what you need to work on. Uh, and they'll be involved in that process and have some say in it as well. But, um, you know, she definitely has the speed and athleticism to, oh, yeah. to really be a, an excellent and brilliant player. And then during one halftime of one of the games over the over last week, I took a walk into Evans Commons, which of course is adjacent to Highland, and I wasn't aware that you're going to have a brand new basket floor, basketball floor to play on. Tell us about what's going on there. Pretty nice. Yeah, uh, pretty yeah. I've nice. been bragging about it a little bit on social media. Uh, I think it's always good to brag about those things, right? And to grow <laughs> your program and let others know, uh, especially with the recruiting world and so forth. So. Uh, you know, that we've been one, a one gym school here, it sounds like, for a while. Uh, and uh, I, I, I think it's so important for us to have the ability to get in the gym with our kids and really work on skill work. And, you know, when you when you practice, you don't have a ton of time within our practice slot to do that. Uh, but if you really want to develop kids and make them the best players they, that they can be, you have to have somewhere and and the availability to do that. And so uh, we have just uh, finished the floor. It has to sit for a couple weeks. Uh, it's all painted now. It's all shiny, and it looks really, really good. Uh, but we we finished the floor of a practice facility for men's and women's basketball, and uh, we're really excited. It's right next to – I mean, it's right down the hall from where we're at, so it's easy access for us and our kids. Uh, and it's just going to help so much, like I said, with just them being able to get extra shots up, uh, which we don't really have the ability to do right now uh, with us being able to work with them. And um, I think it's a, a, a very, very good thing for our program. And so maybe sometime this summer, you can help me work on my three point jump shot in that gym. Uh, duh. Actually, you might, you might have to help me. <laughs> I'm not much of a shooter. You know that. <laughs> so let's talk about the games last week. And, and a two overtime win against Tennessee state exhausted me. I can only imagine about you and your players and then a game on Saturday where I thought Tennessee Tech played really well and the Lindenwood squad couldn't buy a basket during that game on Saturday. You know, it's it's hard for us as a staff to do what we did on Thursday and then in our eyes play as poorly as we did on Saturday, you know. And, and there's so many things that could contribute to that. You know, I think first and foremost, um, you know, I was really – I don't know if you could be so proud of, of a group of, of women with what they did on Thursday, you know, and, and uh, we finished both overtimes, I think with four freshmen on the floor uh, and found a way to win it where, you know, you look at maybe probably even a month ago, we probably wouldn't have been able to do that uh, with it. Um, and so, you know, we even started the game slow. They, they went up 10 0 before we were able to get a basket. We just really struggled in that area and our kids just stayed the course and just kept believing uh, we chipped away at it. Third quarter, I thought we made a really good run uh, and and kind of took the lead a little bit. And then, uh, you know, we had some issues during the game. But um, I, I was so proud of them of how we how we finished that, what we were capable of doing. Uh, and then, you know, Friday we, we prep and and Saturday we come out. And I just I just didn't feel like we competed very hard Saturday. So um, I think, you know, it's those are opportunities with such a young squad to really try to figure things out and really try to grow um, because we we just we've got to continue to teach them. We've got to continue to figure out uh, ways to help them uh, because, it, you know, we're trying to be a championship program here. And if you're going to be a championship program, you have to be able to win two days later after you come off a double overtime. So, um, 
So again, a, a good opportunity for growth uh, for us and for these kids. And uh, if you've seen anything about these kids and how they react, they've re reacted to a lot of adversity uh, with us this year, they have just gotten better and better. So that's exactly what I expect to come from Saturday uh, is that we take that, we become better and we continue to grow. And let's talk about a kind of a difficult topic. You mentioned some issues during the Tennessee State game and we're all humans, we have emotions. How do coaches generally prefer to address those types of incidents with players? You can either address your role or how you see other coaches address it when players just don't keep in control. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's a difference uh, between, you know, being passionate uh, and then letting your emotions affect how you react to things, definitely. Because I think, you know, a part of the game, and you're seeing it a lot at the top level of women's, you know, the passion that they play with. And uh, sometimes whether that's the, you know, too small hand gesture or, you know, flexing or, or whatever the, that is. I mean, you know, the, in all honesty, the crowd likes to see that, right? They do. They like to see see women be passionate about what they're doing. Uh, but there's also uh, the second part of that with your emotions that you have to be able to control uh, when it's maybe not going so well for you uh, and so forth with it. And, you know, um, you know, I, it, Thursday was hard because um, I really didn't think, you know, I, we definitely didn't start it. Uh, and I really didn't think justice did anything besides, uh, really stand there. I didn't think she deserved to be ejected. Uh, I did not, um, I didn't think she deserved to sit out the next game. Um, she didn't throw any punches. She, she simply stood there so they would leave Maya alone. And then they grabbed her arm and she kind of shoved a little bit to get for them to get off of her. Uh, but I definitely didn't think she deserved what she got. So. Uh, but we definitely talk about those things. You know, we had those conversations before the year um, and, you know, that, that there are penalties when some things like that happen and that our kids have to understand that we have to, con we have to work to control our emotions. So Amy, like we talked at the, at the start of the podcast, four games left in the regular season and just share how you're planning, you're planning on preparing your team for those games and that potential OVC tournament slot. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's a grind right now, you know, and, um, you know, trying to keep this young group such a long year, trying to keep them focused and engaged and wanting to continue to compete and get better. Uh, you know, we're searching every day for, uh, anything and everything that we need to help them out. And so, um, you know, I think there's also though, I think we, you know, I kind of said it, I think at the beginning of the year and I probably haven't mentioned it lately, but we really do have a special group, uh, you know, for 15 women and 12 of them new and nine of them freshmen to come together the way they've come together. And I think if you watch our bench uh, and you watch them interact with each other, you can see how much they love each other uh, and love to play with each other. I think it they also realize that they don't want it to come to an end because everything changes, you know, uh, with it. You know, you lose Wally, uh, Michaela Wallace after this year and things are never you never have the exact same team. Right. Uh, so there's some, I think, uh, yeah, we, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but we don't know, you know, if we want that to come, uh, because we've, we've really enjoyed, um, you know, the kids and, and I know they've enjoyed each other and they've got some big time friendships and, and family on this team. So, uh, it'll be hard, uh, when it's over, but man, we're going to try to keep this going as long as we can. And the last question, I'm going to step away from basketball just a little bit. And I know you and all the other women's coaches at Lindenwood supported a career preparation webinar event last week. And there were nine professional women from around the country. 
who shared their career stories and provided some guidance and tips and, on the resumes and interviews and negotiating salary and that kind of stuff. How do you view those kind of career preparation events, opportunities for your players? I mean, as great, great opportunities. You know, we talk about that with our, our women. Um, you know, I think, you know, our job as coaches and who we want to be as coaches is someone that makes them not only the best basketball players they can be, but uh, prepares them for life, right? Uh, I always tell them, and I think I said this on a podcast, you know, I want you to leave here and get a great job, make lots of money, and then donate back. Don't forget that part. <laughs> right. uh, but uh, uh, I, that's our that's our number one job in, in four years for most of these kids, unless they choose to maybe go overseas. Uh, but at some point, uh, basketball com- comes to an end in your life. Right. And you, you have to be ready to get out into the real world. And so, uh, any way we can help them prepare and help them prepare. Um, you know, I think just like you, you talk about players trying to get scholarships out and on the floor in basketball or any sport, it's also, you know, trying to separate yourself from other people and jobs, right? And yeah. so uh, anything we can do to build their resume, to get them internships um, early in their career here, to um, get them to, I think internships are the best way to figure out if it's really a field you want to be in or not, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think it, it really is. And we want them to figure that out before they take a job and then say, <laughs> man, I majored in this and I don't even want to do this. Uh, so we're just trying to help them out as early as we can in their career to, to really figure, start to figure some things out. And I think that was just such a great experience for them to, to really get their feet wet with it, uh, to look at even some resume type stuff right now. And, you know, they'll be here in the summer a lot. So, uh, maybe getting them, um, whether it is down to see some medical stuff or, uh, some experiences within what they're thinking about doing. Well, you know what? We've come to the end of this podcast episode with Lindenwood University head women's basketball coach, Amy Egan. I encourage you to share the podcast link with friends, families, and neighbors. And Coach Egan, let's do this again next week. Sounds great. We'll talk to you then. Bye.